Welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. Come join us as we explore how leading marketers are using agile management approaches to keep up with an increasingly social and real-time world. Hi, this is John Cass, Head of Digital Marketing for Face Communications, a custom content marketing agency. And also with us today is Frank Days, Director of Social Media for Novell. Hey. Hi, Frank. Hey, John. How are you doing? Very well. Very well today on this Friday after, uh, after Thanksgiving. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, I was kind of excited about today's podcast. It's funny because our guest today is someone who wrote some Agile blogs, I think, almost a year ago that I bumped into. and. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, he wrote some some good posts a couple a uh, year ago. Or so, um, well, this is the the Agile Marketing Podcast, and and it's basically a series of podcasts on exploring how Agile Marketing methodology is changing the face of marketing. And today, um, we're interviewing Scott Brinkler. Welcome, uh, Scott. Hi. Uh, good to be here with you guys. Great. And you're the president and CTO of Ion Interactive, um, a landing page management and optimization software company in the uh, greater Boston area. Um, you've, you've written a couple of excellent articles on the topic of agile marketing. And uh, I wanted, uh, and Frank wanted to get a, uh, your perspective on this topic. Um, so could you tell us how you, you started off getting involved in agile marketing? Sure. So the uh, company that I run, Ion Interactive, uh, in 2006, we launched a product to help uh, marketers create landing pages and more broadly what we called post-click experiences uh, so that when they were running more and more customized advertising, um, they could send people to uh, landing experiences that followed through on what people were looking for. And I think... At the time, I, I didn't phrase it as agile marketing, but within our audience, we saw, it, saw three things sort of happening simultaneously. One was this acceleration of cycle speed inside marketing, people basically needing to execute things much faster than the typical marketing cycle had been. Um, we saw in our business in particular this focus on Testing, like uh, the ability to iteratively run objective tests uh, for what works, what doesn't. And uh, then, of course, just broadly with digital marketing, this focus on metrics and finding some way of objectively knowing, hey, what do we mean when we say that worked? Uh, you know, how do we know we're improving something? And uh, so, yeah, so is it that's sort of agile with a lowercase a, but uh, part of the culture. So as you suggest, it's it's part of the culture. Do you think it's then um, just part and parcel of um, online marketing and that testing and that reporting that um, you're um, you're getting feedback um, quite quickly, and that's really the focus of the company. Um, so um, and you're using that data to um, to make to make changes. Is that is that how you're you're using it with with your own company and with your clients? So I think we're at the beginning of what is a pretty big cultural shift for marketing. Um, my, my background is as much in engineering as it is in marketing. So I, I've had a while to let the shift from the old, uh, you know, waterfall model of, uh, you know, 18 month development cycles, uh, the way that shifted into more agile methodologies and software. 
I'd sort of already become accustomed to that. So as we saw these things happening in the marketing space, I have a tendency to think, oh, well, this is great. You know, marketers could start to adopt this sort of methodology, this sort of approach, and it would save them a lot of heartache. But what I typically underestimate is just how big of a cultural shift this is for most marketing organizations. Um, and I think it's been very exciting that over this past year or so, we're starting to, at least I'm starting to see more and more people who acknowledge this and are interested in this. But uh, having uh, org the number of organizations who are actually really uh, embracing it and good at it, I think, yeah, it's still, uh, still the early adopters. Hey, what do you see? Hey, Scott, do you, this is Frank. I'm just wondering, do you see a predisposition? You know, I, that was one of our, we, this is our fourth podcast and, and I think the last two we had conversations about, you know, is there a, a background or a bias or, you know, how are people learning about it? Is the fact that you have an engineering, engineering background making you more predisposed to it or is it more just about, you know, the desire to get things done faster and be more responsive and iterative? Well, I think everyone in marketing these days feels the pressure for getting things done. I think having an engineering background and experience with the agile methodology in that space sort of makes it easier to see how to apply it. It's, it's interesting to me um, that some of the companies that I see who are doing agile marketing um, in a very uh, you know official way right now are actually some of these smaller web 2.0 type companies and I saw that uh, I think it was the Forrester report that you know mentioned you guys but also had like HubSpot in there and these are companies where the engineering teams are uh, agile and they're co-located so closely to the marketing team that uh, having the memes and the uh, culture sort of spread from one to the other is probably easier than in larger organizations. So it's a bit of cross-pollination from the engineering teams, but still, I guess the marketers have to have this predisposition towards all the things that are agile. Oh. And I do think... Do we, a, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Scott, what do you think some of the impediments to... Um, you talked about that, that culture and, and uh, people are starting to adopt this you know, with uh, that crossover from engineering to... To marketing, what do you think? Um, what do you what do you some of the do you think some of the impediments are to to making those cultural changes? So I think culture is one part of it, um, and again, the motivation uh, uh, to uh, be able to respond more quickly to work at uh, the speed that digital works at. I think that's going in the right direction. I, I do believe there's a structural challenge for most marketing groups, which engineering teams are typically self-sufficient. You know, if they decide they're going to do a certain set of tasks and a certain set of missions in a series of agile sprints, really everyone who's going to be doing that raises their hand. They participate in the methodology from beginning to end. Um, and so you have a, a smaller number of uh, external dependencies that can sort of mess things up. I think in marketing, we see a lot more of a distributed structure that you, you have a core marketing group that's maybe running the strategy for marketing, but they're, they have dependencies with the IT team for uh, certain things with the website. 
other uh, um, you know, information technology assets. Uh, they're maybe working with one or more agencies. Um, and so when you start to get these external dependencies, getting them coordinated in an agile process, I think is probably a lot harder than it has been for uh, just doing the agile methodology in the engineering world. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I've noticed on the agency side of things, right? If you have a creative agency or some other you know, a PR agency involved in the process that many of the things they do to run their business and protect themselves, uh, aka the creative briefs or specifications are decidedly unagile, right? But how do you, you know, I've dabbled with things like trying to bring them into sprints and scrums and stuff, but I don't know. I mean, have you, you guys provide agency-like services to your clients, right? Is that part of what you do? We do a little bit of services work, yep. um, but yeah, we're probably far more agile than a, a typical agency. Yep. Much more of an on-demand service there. So how do you, in that role, reconcile the one hand, you know, to sell, if you're doing services, you know, having spent some time as a consultant in a previous life, selling a discrete job, right? The scope creep kind of thing that you can actually sell them a discrete object, which is a block of work, you know, and need to define that versus, you know, agile, which admits, you know, one of the principles of agile is admitting that we don't know what we don't know. And we're going to learn along the way. How do you reconcile those two things? Well, I think at the moment we haven't had any of our customers actually implementing an agile process yeah. okay. come to us asking for, hey, would you participate in this? you coordinate with this? I do think you know, there's sort of this difference between, uh, in the engineering world, everyone gets a little bit um, particular about lowercase a agile, you know, a philosophy versus actually uppercase a agile as a methodology. Um, and I think in marketing, although we're still pretty far away from the methodology getting the popularity and the understanding in most teams, the lowercase a agility we see a lot of. And that's this focus of like when we work with customers, very typically they're looking to do things on say a 30-day plan where there's a certain set of objectives, there's a series of tests that are going to be run, maybe, you know, these tests this week, based on that result, a series of iterative tests the following week, and so on. So uh, that, that article I wrote on Search Engine Land, uh, well, maybe it was almost a year ago, about some of the similarities between what in digital marketing we would call the conversion optimization community and uh, sort of the principles, the philosophy of agile marketing, there's a lot of similarities there. So I think when you see these marketing groups that are trying to get that conversion optimization, they're starting to adopt agile-like approaches to make that happen. So the blocks of work actually kind of look like sprints, even though it's not, it's not explicitly exactly. stated that we're running agile. Right. They might well, call well, it a testing wave instead of a sprint, yeah. but it, it feels very sprint-like. <laughs> Well, maybe that's the insight, which is that it's part of digital marketing. You know, within this um, within this area of the discipline, even though even within digital marketing, we've got different areas such as SEO and and testing. But it it turns out that um, it it does resemble um, agile methodologies, just because it's part of the digital um, experience. Yes, I would agree with that. Well. Um, 
you know, your uh, company is definitely focused a lot on online testing and agile, um, on online testing. I was just wondering where you saw the interplay between the two, between agile marketing and online testing, uh, particularly where it comes to, say, A-B testing. Sure. So, um, I mean, testing is by its nature most effective uh, when you're taking an agile approach. Um, that rather than trying to boil the ocean, you know, you're starting with some very discrete tasks. Um, you typically have a clear metric that you're going to measure uh, how your performance on those tasks are doing. And yeah, you want to do these test waves that are, you know, typically in that sort of two week to four week period of uh, from beginning to end. Um, and so I think, uh, I mean, that, that's a very similar pattern to, yeah, the Agile Sprint. Um, you know, the reason I, uh, I talk about A-B testing even more so than, say, multivariate testing is I think multivariate testing, which, you know, I mean, in the case of online marketing, you're talking about an existing page, and now we have five different versions of the headline and five different uh, hero shots for the image, um, is typically those tests tend to in my opinion, have less direction to what's driving them. Uh, a lot of times they tend to be in that mode of let's throw a few things up against the wall and sort of let it cook for a month or two and see how it works on the other side. Whereas with A-B testing, people tend to have to think a little bit more uh, specifically about, okay, what is the hypothesis here? What is my A versus my B? And because it's a smaller test uh, from a statistical perspective, you know, they can generally get the results much more quickly. Um, so, I mean, generally when I see people who are doing good A-B testing, the way in which they are able to execute that is by starting to move towards an agile culture and an agile approach. Uh, the multivariate testing folks... Um, a little less so, a little less demand for that. So you're thinking it's more in terms of, you know, simplifying as a part of the agile philosophy that the, 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 the having some direction and having, is it the testing, the specificity of the testing that then drives them towards this agile approach? Right. Maybe here's another way to phrase that is there's a lot of technologies being introduced into the you know digital marketing space these days and a number of them propose to help marketers in a largely invisible or automated fashion like hey you just set this up you install it the software you maybe feed a little bit of things into it and then the software will just take care of everything um, for you. Uh, and I find that multivariate testing very often gets used that way, where people install it on a page, they load up a bunch of different variations, and they just sort of let it run and hope the software sorts it out. And I think with A-B testing, um, you have a little bit more of a conscious thought process on any one particular test. What are we trying to learn in this test? What is the metric for it? Let's have a beginning. Let's have an end for it. Um, and so people who tend to be doing A-B testing and doing a lot of it um, start to look very agile in the way they're uh, managing that process. Um, and so I think that's what's more valuable to that sort of A-B testing approach than the black box marketing technology approach. So you're saying it's the small 
iterative things in some ways. These people are just used to asking small questions over short periods of time and making adjustments and lather, rinse, repeat, as they say on the, on the shampoo bottle. Right. And, and they're very involved in it. Um, it's not something where you just sort of drop it in and I let see. it go. Um, you're really checking in on it and making choices based on that feedback you know, every couple of weeks. Rather than dropping it into the magic Google Analytics multivariate machine and hoping three three months later something comes back and says the green button with with this with this image uh, up in the upper left hand corner is the magic uh, combination. Exactly. I'm wondering if um, uh, I'm wondering uh, Scott if um, uh, in in going through this process with some of your clients. Um, you're talking about uh, the testing process and you're explaining how it works, especially in A-B testing, but do you ever bring up the issue of agile marketing and say, hey, this is how it resembles agile marketing and maybe by understanding um, how agile marketing works, you'll understand um, more clearly why the testing uh, process is actually uh, working this way as well. Yes, you, you put your finger right on it. I would say the single biggest thing holding back the growth of my company is that we have a lot of prospective customers who want to use our software. They like the concept of being able to, you know, um, you know do these very uh, clear tests and do, you know, segmentation and all those wonderful things. Um, but the way in which they're structured internally makes it very difficult for them to test and test quickly. And if, you know, I mean, basically the value of our software only reveals itself if you're actually going to uh, be able to execute those tests. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have a lot of cases where we the organizations that someone in the organization, several people in the organization really want to do this, um, but their team isn't yet prepared to act in an agile way to execute it. And so, yeah, that is exactly why, I mean, you, <laughs> full disclosure, this is my, you know, incentive for, uh, you know, promoting agile methodologies to marketers is uh, the more agile a marketing team is going to be, uh, the more likely they would be successful with software such as ours. Oh, that's interesting. So you've got to, you've first of all got to sell almost the agile marketing uh, methodology before um, getting getting to the next step. That is that is interesting. I'm you said the team's not necessarily ready. Do you have any couple of examples or a couple of things that you know when they you say they're not ready for it because you know in any organization they're obviously advanced adopters, people who are looking for new things, and then there are the laggards, right? What are some of the you know common objections or excuses or things that make an organization not ready to go agile. Sure. So again, I'm not necessarily trying to convince them in a sales call that, oh, by the way, not only should you buy our product, uh, you should also reorganize the way you run your company. Sure. Um, that's, that's a hard sale. Um, but I think the examples I can give you of where their challenges are by not being agile is... Um, yeah, I mean, very clear. So you might have a particular frontline marketing manager who is behaving agilely uh, in this very small bubble of, okay, well, here's the things that I'm able to, you know, run on my Google ads, my Facebook ads. Um, you know, I'm monitoring these metrics on a weekly basis. I'm making changes very rapidly. I'm incorporating that feedback, uh, you know, so 
updating my model in real time, that's fine. But now when they start to go to this next level down in the funnel where they say, okay, the customer experience after they click on an ad, um, I need to be able to get the creative resources. I need to have the legal group that now wants to approve every particular page because that's the way we've always done that. The uh, website team, you know, sure, they can put that tracking code on the website and they'll get to that in the next three months. Um, it's very easy to go into these uh, as um, deeper in the funnel. You end up in these sort of legacy systems, uh, legacy management systems that were basically designed to react in terms of months rather than in terms of, you know, hours or days. Um, and it's not like these tasks are necessarily very difficult tasks. It's just the organizational culture and structure around those things is just on a very different time scale. Um, and so you, you get those marketers who understand that. I mean, they're experiencing it. You know, they want to change that. But, you know, as we mentioned earlier, with just the challenge in adopting it, um, is they've got these dependencies that span multiple groups and span multiple, uh, you know, uh, managers and, uh, you know, political power circles, and um, it can be challenging. Great. Well, Scott, I, I, I think that's great. I think you've given us today in this uh, conversation some great insight into um, some of the challenges of implementing Agile, but also some of the reasons of why you should do it. So I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. I uh, love love the mission you have here. All right. Well, thanks again. Um, again, you've listening to uh, John Cass and uh, Frank Days, and also our guest here today, Scott Franklin from Iron Interactive, and this is the Agile Marketing Podcast.